It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas with Stephen Simcox, joined by Grant McCaslin, my longtime buddy uh, who has uh, had a really uh, uh, fun coaching career and now finds himself as the number 13 seed in the NCAA tournament. Grant, uh, boy, it's great to have you, and congratulations on a conference championship title. Matt Mosley, thanks for having me, buddy, and probably wouldn't have won it if it wasn't for you, so thank you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> I, You know, I have a way of uh, late in the season, I sort of – I sort of thought, man, where is this thing headed? And and so suddenly you start having to put up with my uh, ticket request and those kinds of things. But uh, what a uh, what a fun run, you know, Grant. I feel like I I was really feeling bad. You had, uh, in your words, not mine, one of your worst performances of the season in one of those games against UAB late in the regular season. I mean, how amazing is it to to think about how probably things felt that Friday night? And, you know, a week later, you guys are cutting down nets, celebrating a championship. It is crazy how quickly things can change in college basketball. It really is. And unless historically I'd been a part of some of those huge swings, um, it's hard to even, you know, believe that things can turn. But, you know, young in my coaching career, when I was fortunate to be a head coach at 27, we had lost. Uh, the conference championship game at home in similar fashion um, that year to a, to a Frank Phillips team uh, late in the season, the last game, and then turn around and won seven straight uh, to win the national title that year. So it's just, you never know. You can't really put yourself in a bad position based on, even how you finish. And I, I reminded our guys this year of like an App State team that finished the season one and six and then won the Sun Belt. It just feels like who can really reset and turn the page and be positive about where you're headed. And nobody taught me better that than Scott Drew. So so that guy was the, the absolute best at preparing a team in adversity to find ways to win in a tournament. So really had a lot of great experience with it to give you some hope and how do you refocus your team to winning because March is a special time and anything can happen. You know, y'all got on some runs when you were on that Baylor staff grant um, and uh, uh, that, you know, that everybody remembers uh, – uh, we should have beaten uh, Duke. It had a bad call, kept us out of the Final Four that year. But I, I would think that those years around Scott and watching, uh, and you had a big hand in it. I mean, my gosh, Motley and some of those unbelievable uh, guys that almost arrived as projects, you had a great hand. I mean, Tari and Prince transferred in that. And these guys are all, like, ending up with 10-year NBA careers. You think about AC. You were there when AC comes on the scene from Mesquite Potete. I, you know, I don't think we knew exactly what to expect from him. And the guy became a monster who dunked at least ten times on the University of Texas at one point. What what were your biggest takeaways in those years, uh, being on the the bench with with Scott? I mean, it was such a neat that you know you and Jerome Tang and Scott Drew. And boy, Paul was with y'all. Mark might have been with you at some point. What a what an incredibly cool staff that was. And um, what what are the what are the biggest things 
that even to this day that you take away from from spending all the, that time with Scott Drew at Baylor? Yeah, you know, I think a couple things. One, I'm going to take absolutely zero credit for any of those names or any of the things that happened at Baylor uh, because, you know, I, I wasn't there. I was a part of I played on the team that didn't win a game in conference. That was my senior year. And played for a great man and Harry Miller and got the opportunity to play my most minutes when we were our worst team. So that tells you about how good I was as a player. But I did learn a lot from, from him and then being there with Scott and seeing what Coach Driscoll, Coach Moorefield, obviously Coach Tang and Mills and Jared Nunes and all those guys that just were there when it was at its worst, right? When, when it was at the bottom. And those guys are the ones that I, I was blessed to show up on the scene on the second um, Elite Eight run and got to see you know, firsthand all the investment that had been made through the crazy hours that those guys spent and the ridiculous amount of positivity and belief that Coach Drew put into the program and the hours those guys worked to get it to where when I showed up, we lost to Kentucky uh, in the Elite Eight to a team that ultimately ended up winning the national championship. But it gave me a different belief. And Coach Coach Drew really not only impacted me in a way that helped me understand how to run a program that honored God first and foremost, and second of all, that showed how you can build a program and a team you know, lots of different ways. I mean, coach did a lot of different ways, whether it was zone, whether it was man, whether it was, you know, guys that were, you know, the Perry Joneses, the Quincy Millers, you know, the lottery picks versus the, you know, the uh, Torian Prince, the Royce O'Neills of the world that came in and nobody put, had them on any NBA radars and those guys end up getting major contracts in the NBA. And coach just was, unbelievably great at loving people, but holding them accountable. And then literally taking everybody's advice and being a great listener as a head coach. He's got no ego. He doesn't want to talk about himself. He doesn't want to be in the middle of it. He doesn't want the attention, but he works harder than anyone in the program. And literally the thing I can tell you is that not only does he drive the bus, but he's the engine and his legs are running underneath the bus as the wheels are going too. I mean, the guy's motor is unbelievable, but he just doesn't want to be in the middle of any, he doesn't want zero attention. It's just, he's a remarkable man, the servant heart he has, and it permeates through everybody. I mean, uh, guys like Timmy Maloney, who was the ops guy there, just set the tone um, but, you know, I just I have so much respect for Jerome Tang, man. You want to talk about the ultimate teammate and just what everyone's done as a part of that program. You can't say it's one person, but I will tell you, I've never met anybody like Scott Drew and Coach Tang and their heart behind it and how they just pour everything into it and don't care a lick about receiving credit. Well, you know, to speak to that, talking to Grant McCaslin, the coach of the Mean Green uh, University of North Texas will be taking on the Purdue Boilermakers four versus thirteen uh, in this NCAA tournament. But uh, I, you know, no matter how highly ranked Baylor was this year, I would catch Jerome Tang and at you know on a weekend or something, and he would be watching your games, Grant, 
and and he would have heard something that came up about a certain player. So those guys never, you know, they keep tracking you guys like crazy, and I think that speaks to the family. And by the way, Grant, I, you know, in my mind, much like I take a lot of credit for long ago uh, Fiji championships uh, in Emerald basketball, I mean, you should go ahead and take part in those both elite eight runs okay enough time has gone past we don't need to we can we can we don't need to really be uh you know uh too critical on that all right uh grant this team i'm loving this team you know i am because i i kind of i started getting on this bandwagon i don't know midway late in the year as i tend to do javion hamlet is a walking bucket i love him and yesterday i'm at love field going on a trip and there comes number three the, the father, I assume that's Javion's dad, he got a bunch of TV time, and uh, he's got the number three green shirt on walking through Love Field, and I had to holler at him. What an amazing story. Grant, this is a kid that he knew he could do it. It's just he, he couldn't get anybody else to buy in. Uh, how did you – where did you find Javion Hamlin? I guess he was out at Northwest Florida, but when did he first get on your radar? And, uh, and, and, and tell us – how huge of a role he's had in driving this thing to put you guys in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to make this as brief as I can, but he is honestly, it's amazing. And his dad's amazing. His family's amazing. But Javion won an EYBL 16, so which is the, 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 the Nike circuit. He won the 16U championship playing the guard spot for a team out of Arkansas. And then they brought a guy in named Malik Monk that ultimately obviously plays in the NBA and went to, uh, went to play at Kentucky. Um, and they brought him to be the guard of the 17th team, so he didn't even play on that. So he kind of got lost in the shuffle after being really good. And then out of high school, he didn't have any really offers, so he ended up going to junior college to Motlow State. And when he got to Motlow, we recruited him after that year. One, our assistant, who actually is really close with uh, Coach um, Tang, Jareem Dowling, who coaches with Coach Tang on the Virgin Islands national team and junior national team, they're coached together, um, was really close with the head coach at Motlow. We got to watch Javon. So we recruited him really hard several years ago, four years ago. Tried to convince him to come. He actually committed to us several times, but ultimately chose, chose Buffalo. Went to Buffalo. You know, they had great teams, made NCAA tournament runs. The head coach at the time is at Al, is now at Alabama, Nate Oates. And, and so they had a guard in front of him when Javion wanted to play, but he didn't get as much time as he wanted. So he moved, um, on uh, to go back to junior college at Northwest Florida. So we recruited him again to try to convince him to come. And this time we didn't really do a ton of recruiting as much as he was like, Coach, I'm, I want to come to North Texas. So really a beautiful story, man, about how you hang in there with people. And he wanted to come and he believed in us and we believed in him. And really cool story. We, were, we, we lost um, at Western Kentucky after playing good and – Javion's dad, Javion just played okay, and this was our first season with Javion, and his dad came up to me, and a lot of parents, you know, they love their kids, so sometimes they're like, you should play my son more, he could get more shots, and we're playing, and he comes up to us after the game, he's like, coach, don't worry, man, your team's going to be awesome, man, this is awesome, and Javion didn't play great, and I was expecting him to be upset, he was like, no, coach, we got your back, that's just the kind of belief that they have, the positivity that they have, 
and he's just been that way ever since. I mean, no matter how good or bad Javion plays, his dad believes we're going to win. And I mean, to see his dad, he's got a he's got shorts with Javion's picture on it. He's got a hoodie with his name or face on. It. He's got a hat with his name or number on it. It's just beautiful to see a dad all in on his son like Javion. There's there's obviously a reason why Javion has the belief he has, but his mom's obviously special to Javion too. Just got an awesome family and. We're so grateful that he ended up with us after choosing, not choosing us the first time, but it's worked out. He'll end up being one of the best players in the history of North Texas basketball, obviously player of the year last year and MVP of the conference tournament and, and the guy that uh, set the record for the conference tournament most assists. I mean, just a special guy. Well, uh, big game coming up against the Bullmakers. This is going to be so much fun, and I love that people are already – picking you guys as a possible upset winner the one thing i know about purdue and they've had some great scores over the years they always are going to have an enormous like seven two seven three guy i don't think this year is any different so big zach will have to be ready and he'll have all those moves simmons is i love the i love the array of moves he has down there he may not be the biggest center in the country but the man has really good touch around the basket and grant I, I can't let you go without – you know I take special pride in one of your walk-ons, one of your big success stories who became a uh, uh, a, a scholarship player. It was such a cool thing you all did during the, the banner ceremony or ring ceremony this past year. But J.J. Murray, kid out of Rowlett, who became a star at Eastfield Community College and um, a certain radio host – uh, would not stop calling you. I just felt like you had to meet the kid. And so um, I feel good now, Grant, because I don't feel like you're playing him 25 minutes a game just to make me happy. I think it's actually because he's like an in- incredible on-ball defender. But uh, J.J. Murray, uh, Grant, what a special what a special kid. And, and uh, I, knew, I knew once you met him, he, you would have a hard time ever not finding a, a place for him and in y'all's family there but what a what a special kid honestly it he's amazing i don't know anyone like him i really don't he the fact you know what's amazing is we we knew his high school coach and when when you had just said hey this is a remarkable young man you ought to check him out and and look at him I, I just looked at his stats and I called his high school coach because we know each other well and out of high school because he was out of high school. We talked to him about possibly coming um, to Arkansas State, his high school coach, and watched him and just felt like, you know, he needed a little more, we needed a little more experience at the time. And then followed his career since then when he was at Eastfield. And then, you know, you get to the end of junior college and looking at all your options, you know, do you, and he wanted to play at the highest level. And so he actually ended up choosing between us and UTEP. He called me at one point and said he wanted to go to UTEP, and then he flipped it back. Um, and, and you know, now that I know him, he's a 4.0 engineering major. He works as hard as anybody in the country at basketball. He's also a part of our uh, athletic uh, student-athlete academic rep i mean literally there is he is the absolute ideal college athlete and trust me i like winning too much to play him because i know you you know that 
he, he's a guy. It, 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 honestly, one of our assistants says he saved our season. And uh, we're playing at Mississippi State and guarding the ball. This is a, you know, we were talking to Chris Beard, and he's like, you know, you know what Coach Knight said the most important part of defense is. And we're all like, you know, rebounding or, you know, whatever, like, you know, stopping the ball in transition. He's like guarding the ball, number one. And honestly, there's nobody that's a better on-ball defender in our program than J.J. Murray. And so when you can really get after it. But I can tell you what he is. He's a great finisher around the rim. He's worked on that. He can make open threes. But ultimately, it's his grit and his his willingness to do whatever it takes to win is what separates him and his teammates trust him explicitly. And it's beautiful to see a guy that cares about the right things to have the success he's had. And that's what you saw, obviously. And that's what we all believe in ultimately that can be the difference in teams are those guys that are the most unselfish, the hardest working. And when it comes to basketball, they're willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win. So Man, just could, oh. we wouldn't be where we were today if it wasn't for JJ, and we feel like he really changed our season with his ability to defend and make open shots because he is capable of doing that also and finishing at the basket. And he always comes up with loose balls and rebounds when it matters, and those kind of guys you can never have enough. Well, Grant, we cannot wait. This is going to be. We I was excited about the start time, six thirty. Um, I mean, that's going to be kind of a, I think that's TNT is what it's going to be on. I'm trying to remember if that's six. You know, i got to do all my East, Eastern times. And, of course, now now I've really screwed it up, Grant. I'm on the West Coast right now, so you can imagine uh, me trying to figure all that out. But uh, we cannot wait to see. And, uh, Grant, I need you to hunker down at North Texas. I've got Now I've got a closet full. I've got Red Wolves gear from Arkansas State. Of course, I have all my Baylor stuff from a lifetime at Baylor. And now I'm it's filling up with North Texas, so we can't. We got to have you stay here for a little while. But uh, listen, I'm, I'm excited for you, and uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time because it's a very very busy time for you, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I love it. You know, I'll do anything for you. Thanks for having me, man. There, there he is, Grant McCaslin, the uh, head coach of the UNT Mean Green, a team that. Uh, Really could if they if they may just kind of uh, get comfortable in Indy and stay for a while as they have uh, Purdue coming up. It's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, it is uh, it is it's great to have him, and uh, that is uh, Grant McCaslin. And we'll get you all caught up on NFL free agency next. 